no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. On today's show, we break down the Matt Eberflus coaching hire and much, much more. And A-Dub, I ain't going to ask you what's good, because we just talked yesterday, my guy. So instead, I'm going to say good evening, sir. All right, I'll take that. Good evening to you, too. <laughs> my man, my man. Audience, we're back. Did y'all miss us? Probably not, because we just talked to y'all, too. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> But listen, emergency pod time. The Chicago Bears have hired their head coach. They say they got their guy, Ryan Poles. I mean, I don't know if he made the decision or if the decision was already made for him, but I'll take their word for it, A-Dub. If they said it was Ryan Poles made the decision, I'm going to believe him. Yeah, I'm going to believe him too, Chris. I'm going to go with that. But I do have a joke here, audience, and you guys probably know where I'm going with this. We got another Ryan and Matt pairing. So Ryan, we got Ryan and Matt 2.0 over here, A-Dub. <laughs> I hope this Ryan and Matt is better than the other Ryan and Matt. Brother, if it's not, man, we in trouble. But it's got to be better than that original duo because that original duo, my goodness, brother, brother, brother. <laughs> it was a lot of headaches, man, no doubt. And I'm just going to say this now. I'm a diehard fan till I die. But i tell you one thing, man. They fuck around and, 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 and ruin these next three to four seasons. I'm hanging up them season tickets, bro. Done. Hey, man, fans are tired of the losing prayers. I totally get where you're at, man. Yes, sir. But listen, we're going to keep things positive here because I'm going to have an open mind about this situation. Now, going into this coaching search, A-Dub, I told you in the audience that I preferred a defensive-minded hire. Now, Matt Eberflus was not the guy that I had in mind. However, I like the things that I'm hearing about him. And he is that defensive-minded coach. Now, A-Dub, what did I tell the audience? I said, it's all well and fine. Bring me the coach, defensive-minded coach, but I want to see what offensive coordinator is going to be paired with this hire. So I know Bears Twitter, A-Dub, they were going crazy. A lot of people weren't really that excited about the move. And I even sold you, A-Dub, and the audience. If they would have went Eberflus's way, I didn't think it was going to be a home-run decision. However, you were consistent in the fact that you thought that this guy would be the head coach here in Chicago. What made you so confident confident in Matt Eberflus? Prez, one of the things that I was confident with them is how that coach defense was structured with his scheme, how this guy was all into the X and O's of the game, Prez. The one thing I saw with his team, they don't, they, don't, um, they don't cause a lot of penalties on defense like our team did. We had guys doing all kind of crazy mess, man, picking up penalties, hitting people, ready to fight in the face, taunting. You won't get that from Eberflus uh, with his team. He makes sure those guys are disciplined. So I thought that type of thing will carry over to our team. With, and I also thought the fact that they led, you know, in the takeaways, one of the top teams in takeaways. Definitely because when the Bears led in takeaways for us, they were 12-4. and four. So bring that mindset over to Chicago, I think it will work. It will help us out. Hey, no, I can feel that. I can feel that now, A-Dub. I'm still on the fist now about Eberflus. However... <laughs> If he gets an offensive coordinator that's going to come in here and do does what needs to happen with Justin Fields, 
you're going to hear a word from press. So right now I'm looking at this hire and I'm like, okay, cool. But what's next? Right. I'm not going to lose my mind over. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to let Ryan Poles cook here, but I do like your explanation. It makes sense. Now, honestly, I still would have probably preferred Brian Flores, but whatever, whatever. Not going to cry with spoiled milk here because A-Dub, I do like where you went with that because when you do look at that coach defense, it was a nice unit. Also, when he got hired as the defensive coordinator at Indy, they were one of the worst defensive units in the entire league. They were off. They were like 30th. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was. I just know it was off. But my point is, <laughs> they went from one of the worst to one of the best defenses in just one season. Now, you look at that turnaround and you look at who was behind that, and it's him. So now, one of the things that you were saying about him as a coach is the fact that attention to detail. But one thing that I want to kind of take a second to kind of just remind the audience when George McCaskey was speaking to us in that end of season presser, I want to remind you guys that he talked about leadership. He wanted someone that was going to come in here and have command over that locker room. And so for the things that I'm hearing about Matt Eberflus is a lot of people are saying he's a good teacher, organized, great communicator, attention to detail, right? These are all things that encompass what being a good leader is all about. Those are the things you want in a good leader. So when I look at that and I say, okay, great. Because to your point, A-Dub, some of that discipline problems that we had defensively, we had taunting bullshit. We had guys taking swings at people on the fucking field. (laughs) I'm hoping that a coach like this comes in here and cleans all of that shit up, bro. We had some some very hard conversations about players with the team, man, picking up those penalties. So I'm hoping coach can come in, like you say, man, change that around. We're going to need it badly. Boneheaded bullshit. But however, I'm not going to get into all that right now, audience. We're going we're gonna to talk about Matt Eberflus. Now, one thing that I will <laughs> say, A-Dub, on the last episode, I talked to the audience, and I had some questions for Ryan Poles. I wanted to hear from Ryan Poles. I wanted to know how he's going to develop Justin Fields, right? What's the plan ahead to build around him? What's the plan to build a perennial Super Bowl contender? But I got another couple questions that now, after this hire, I'm like, okay, now you just add even more questions for me to wonder about Ryan Poles. How are they going to fix that wide receiver room? We talked about the fact that we know A-Rob's going to be gone. That's going to be a big problem there. And on the last episode, A-Dub, we talked about that offensive line. How does he plan to fix that offensive line? Because now when I look at this hire, I still have the original set of questions, and I got two more questions. So, <laughs> Ryan Poles, you got your work cut out for you. And I hope, in my heart of hearts, that this was your coach, this is the guy that you believed in, and this is the person that you want to build with. I hope that that organization did not push this candidate on you. I really hope that that was not the case, hey, Doug. That one really sucks, man, big time, because I know that, Part of the process, you coming in as a GM, you want to be part of who you want to bring on board that you and I talked about on the last episode. I hope that wasn't the case. But you hit us some other good points, Perez, about what he's going to do going forward as far as from the offense side of it. So I'm hoping Ryan does definitely have the tools to help out in that area. Well, I mean, I don't know if he's going to have the tools, but I hope he's got the tools to build the correct staff with Matt Eberflus. Right, right. right. You think about Matt Eberflus in that defense. Okay, fine. If he's going to come in here and, and turn that defense back to a juggernaut, I'm all good with that. But what about that other side of the ball? Because when you think about Chicago, we always talk about tough defenses here in Chicago. 
but I want a team where we're good on defense and we're good on offense. And that's why I keep pointing to that offensive coordinator. And that's why I really want to know about what's going to happen with Justin Fields because he is the future. He is the key here. Everything comes back to this guy, getting the most out of him, especially A-Dub, while he's on that rookie contract. Yeah, that's important, Prez. I'm glad you've been bringing the second year. You're right. We're going to need somebody that can definitely help this kid continue to elevate his game. But, yeah, that's going to be key, man. The franchise quarterback, you got to have this guy make progress. we got to make sure he's there. So that's going to be the most important thing. Another thing, A-Dub, for a lot of our listeners to think about, the Bears have primarily played in a 3-4 scheme. Under Matt Eberflus, they're going to be moving to a 4-3 base defense. Now, I've heard a lot of foolishness going around on Twitter. And, you know, A-Dub, you and I, we don't get involved in all that stuff. We let the experts over there on Twitter land do what they're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> with you. This is our playground, so this is what me and A-Dub going to actually tell y'all what it really is. So, with them running this 4-3 base scheme, there were people talking about, oh, they're not going to need Khalil Mack. They're not going to re- they're not going to need Robert Quinn. Stop it. <laughs> Shit. Right. <laughs> Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, and even Travis Gibson all have experience with their hand in the dirt playing D end. So it's not going to be a difficult transition at all for them from going from the 3-4 to the 4-3. It's probably going to be very seamless for these guys. And even a guy like Roquan Smith. Because now he's just going to serve as your will linebacker going forward. There's nothing for us to talk about. But the one thing that I will say, and I want to I want to go back to what A-Dub said a moment ago. He talked about the takeaways that that coach defense was able to get going this season. We need that back here. How many times, A-Dub, did you and I talk about the fact that this Bears defense, where are the takeaways? They weren't there. I would love for him to bring that back to this defense. Because, listen, A-Dub, you and I was talking about a Hallis Hall when they had the little takeaway bucket thing that they were getting all excited about. That yep. thing went away. Quickly. <laughs> yeah, man, that's one of the things I did love. First. I love the bucket. We're going to get more turnovers, man. It just didn't happen that way. So I'm hoping this time around, Perez, we see it, man. We see a lot more. Now, another point about this 4-3 scheme. This is the same scheme that the Bears ran under Lovey Smith, that Tampa too. So now we're back to that type of scheme. Now, the one thing on this for you guys to think about why this scheme is going to be a fan favorite is under Lovey, Tillman, Briggs, Erlacher, and the rest of the gang, they were always attacking that football. They were always trying to punch the ball out. A-Dub talked about those turnovers that Ibrafus' defenses in Indy created. That's because that's the type of defensive principles that he taught. That attacking style of defense, gang tackling, running to the ball. That's what they want. And I'm telling you right now, we're going to love seeing that here in Chicago, seeing these guys swarm to the fucking football, trying to get the football out of there, and seeing our defense generating offense. Because now with Justin Fields being back there at the quarterback position, if that defense can give him a little bit more help, that gives him even more confidence in the year two in Chicago. More confidence and hopefully a shorter field to work with, right? What kind of things add up. Now, one other thing, A-Dub, to kind of talk through real quick is, before we get into talking through the offensive coordinators, is defensive coordinator. So more than likely, the side's gone. 
I've already told you guys what I thought about Bill Lindsay. Get your ass up out of here. <laughs> oh, Bill. <laughs> but I look at the fact that Rod Marinelli, him and Matt Eberflus, they worked together in the, with the Cowboys for a very long time. And anybody that's a diehard Bears fan, you guys remember Marinelli did here in Chicago? That guy right there is someone that I would love to come back to Chicago. He's currently coaching in Las Vegas, but I want him back here in Chicago. If they can make that reunion happen, brother, 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 that would be dope. And I even saw on Twitter where Peanut Tillman was saying the same thing, and I was sitting there thinking about it too, and I'm like, oh, hell yeah, that would be sweet. Because Rod Marinelli, he was a lovey disciple. That marriage may, back, that marriage may work for us. You just never know. Like I said, he was our defensive coordinator and assistant head coach back in the early 2010. So, honestly, bring that shit back, run it back, because if we can get that defense to be a juggernaut again and then no telling what they do on the offensive side of the ball, which, honestly, we're going to get into that before we get out of here. But the big thing here is I want a team that's balanced. I want us to be good at all three phases of the game. And this is why it's going to be very important to make sure that Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus nail that off that offensive coordinator hire. They got to knock that thing out of the fucking ballpark, eh, Doug? Now, in my mind, I got two guys that I'm looking at here. I know you Google it, and everybody's got, like, a favorite in their mind. But I'm going to go with some people that I don't really think are getting enough love here with this offensive coordinator situation the first guy i want to talk about mike kafka this guy right here and i'm I'm gonna be a homer here for a second he went to my high school saint rita shout out to you mike kafka great quarterback in high school but also mike kafka went on to play a little bit in the nfl a little bit he played for the eagles and he has spent a lot of time in the league in that kansas city Chiefs system a dub so there's a lot of things there working under Andy Reid that I think could benefit him and give him an edge to be a really dynamic play caller and someone potentially that could unlock Justin Fields. Now, I know some people may say, oh, fuck that Prez, because Matt Nagy came from that same tree. We'll see what the <laughs> fuck that did. However, we're talking about two different people here. I think that Mike Kafka is a rising star in this league. And I think that he might have some pretty good ideas for Justin Fields. So that's the first guy I wanted to bring up. The second guy, Pep Hamilton. The reason why I bring that name up, and everybody knows him, he was the QB coach here in Chicago back in 2007. And also, I think he even went, he, he, he was the quarterback coach for a couple seasons. I think it started back in 2007. But anyway, the reason why I like him, A-Dub, is because he went on to work with Andrew Luck and Indy. Yeah. Did a really good job with him. But look at the job that he did this season in Houston with Davis Mills. Now, I talked about Davis Mills a lot on our Winter Circle show. And I said, Davis Mills showed a lot of improvement. That Houston Texans team, they went through a lot of turmoil. You guys know what was going on there. But this guy, Davis Mills, was he was putting up some good stats there. And I look at who his who the person was that was working with him, Pep Hamilton. So Pep Hamilton was the quarterback coach there in Houston. 
So I think somebody like that will be a great value add working with Justin Fields. Man, Chris, those are not bad selections at all, man. And I like the choice you mentioned, Pep Hamilton, man. You get, you made a good comparison about what he did with Davis Mills, and Davis Mills start to improve, become more accurate. So, look, I take my head off to uh, Pep on what he done there. Yes, but those are just a couple of names that I'm thinking about. A lot of people, um, if if you if you look on Twitter, they're all talking about the Eagles passing game coordinator as probably being the person that's going to get the job, and they'll talk about the fact that. Ibraflus and this guy uh, Patulo, they coached together, and that's that's cool. I, I get it. You know, they coached together in Indy before Patulo went over to the Eagles, and then that may be the way it goes because you know how it works. A dub relationships do matter. However, if they decide to go outside of that relationship that he has with Patulo, I think a Mike Kafka or Pep Hamilton, those would be my two guys because Kafka, I think, will be a nice wild card hire. And I think Pep Hamilton has just shown you so much. We're respected around the league. He's someone that Justin Fields is going to be able to look at and say, yeah, this guy right here can get the, he can get the best out of my abilities. Cause I know last season, Justin Fields made that little comp. He made that half-hearted compliment to Matt Nagy and said he did the best he could to get the best out of my abilities. <laughs> right. I got you. Yeah. You're going to have to worry about that with these two guys that I suggest. Cause I think they're going to get it done. They do uh, I'm with you there, Perez. Those they have proven it too, Perez. So I mean, like I say, I still go back to the whole Davis Mill thing, and you just start to see the improvement there. All right, audience, we are getting out of here. I know I told y'all that we weren't gonna talk to y'all into the winter circle, but we wanted to get y'all a little bonus episode. So you know what? We got y'all this episode here. We want to talk about Ibraflus real quick. Winter circle is gonna be dropping here tomorrow, and as a reminder, A Dub and I will be down in Mobile, Alabama, for the Senior Bowl next week. Live podcast, stay on the lookout because DBE is going to be in the building and we got y'all for that draft content, baby. Yes, sir. And I'm looking forward to it, Prez. Yes, sir. My man, I'll see you down there in Mobile. Audience, thank you for your continued support and for helping make us a top 10 Chicago Bears podcast. We are out this time. We'll talk to y'all next week.